What is up, everybody? It's been a minute. Welcome back to the Homegrown TV talk show and podcast. This week's guest, we have the legendary Jorge Cervantes. And it was a really cool kind of bro down session where we got to know each other, hear some really cool stories from the Ultimate Grow DVD era, how to think for yourself as a grower. We get a good solid opinion on what his thoughts are on autoflowers and talk about some fun other stories from Spain, things that have happened along the journey. And interestingly enough, this podcast was recorded before we met in person. And we just got back from the Humboldt Seed Company's Mega Fino Hunt this year. And wow, did we see some crazy stuff together. We might have to do a part two to this, or I think a continuation or have them on again, because there's so many stories to tell just from the Humboldt experience. And the podcast you're about to watch was a lot of getting to know each other. And for those that don't know who Jorge is, you're probably a new grower and you're gonna want to get to know him real quick. He's an author of over 50 books, published countless articles and has accumulated millions and millions and millions of views online through his work on YouTube and different videos and appearances. So he's a legend and this podcast is a great get to know each other kind of session and go over some fun stories that if you already know the guy, you're gonna wanna hear. So make sure you stick around to the end and drop a comment down below thanking Jorge for coming out to the podcast and talking about thanking people for the podcast. I wanna thank this week's sponsor, AC Infinity. They are the ones that make all the grow gear that we use here at Home Grow TV. And funny enough, it didn't always start that way. I actually started as a customer far before they sponsored the channel. And when they did sponsor the channel, I started with just one simple four x four advanced grow system. I was so blown away by the results and how everything integrated together, how I could control it from my phone that I decided to expand, get a two x four tent, then another four x four tent, and eventually they took in over everything. And now we even have a five x 10 setup where we love to do our big pheno hunts in. So if you're looking for quality grow gear at a good price, acinfinity.com is the place to check out and use the coupon code HOMEGROWTV to save 10% at checkout. And if you're on Amazon, use HOMEGROWTV10 to save a nice chunk of change. So now that we've covered everything, let's jump into the podcast. All right, we are live. Jorge Cervantes is live with us. Thank you so much, dude, for tuning in with us here today. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm, you know, here in Barcelona, Spain, a bit, uh, uh, been a full day, and you know, we're on different continents. You're, you're over there close to Medellin, the, the city of eternal springtime. Yeah, it's a beautiful yes. city there. Um, yeah, it's, it's very nice. I spent some time there, and also over in Rio Negro. Um, yeah, yeah. So I know the, I know the country. I was there, spent some time there about four years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. I have a Actually, few questions to come in. Coming up later here in the podcast, actually specific about Colombia, because I know you're here about four years ago. Um, I'm hoping and I'm wondering when you're going to be coming back. But honestly, first of all, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to be here. I know you're moving around. I know you're busy and you were doing interviews here today. And for you to just take this time to come to the here in front of our community to give us some of your amazing, you know, insights and some of your amazing stuff that you've done here in the past. To me, it's an honor. And I just want to thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, no worries, mate. No worries. Awesome. I want to start something. You have so many great interviews out there, and I definitely recommend everyone listening on the podcast right now or maybe watching on YouTube to check a lot of these out. Some of the recent ones being with ICANN, our Grow Bro. You know, you got the the Fast Buds interview with Grower Joe, and there's some really good oh, yeah. stuff you guys definitely want to check out. And not to, to touch on a lot of that same stuff, I wanted to start this off a little bit differently. There was something that you said where 
you lead with insight rather than like inspiring or inspiration when it comes to, you know, growers or talking to growers. What is it you mean by that when, when you talk about insight over inspiration? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really important because, see, I, I started a long time ago, 40 years ago, four decades ago, yeah? Uh, right. And what I, what I learned was, like, everybody kind of, like, lazy, and they just want me to tell them what to do. And then that way, if I tell you what to do, then you have no responsibility yourself. You're not taking responsibility for your actions, right? So it's like, well, Jorge told me to do this, and... Uh, uh, and I screwed it up. Therefore, Jorge is wrong. Like, no, no, wrong. Uh, first off, I have no no concept of, of what everything is you're doing. I, I know maybe one or two sentences of what you've explained, and maybe you've explained it uh, not very well. And so my goal is, like, teach everybody to think for themselves. Think on your feet. It's okay to right. kill a few plants. It's okay. I mean, it's, uh, they don't complain and stuff. I mean, it's not, not not the most pleasant thing. I don't encourage it. Actually, sometimes I do when you experiment. Yeah, but you should right. you should be able to take responsibility for your own decisions. And if you make a mistake, just learn from it. That's all, you know. Uh, but take responsibility, and that's the whole the whole thing. And then once you know something and you know it for sure, and you can prove it. Well, then share the information with other people. Check your right. uh, check to see if you're correct or not. But it, it's it's really important. Like uh, what uh, people they get annoying sometimes. They say, uh, uh, "Well, what kind of fertilizer should I use?" I go, "I have no idea what kind of fertilizers you you should use." You know, you don't right. tell me anything. You know, and why am I going to make that decision for you? Maybe you should make your own decision. I can tell you how to make a decision. I can tell you the things you need to consider to make a decision, but I can't make the decision for you. You're the one that needs right. to do it yourself. That, that's really important. Um, yeah. you know, and, and my goal, I've been pretty lucky here uh, because my, my big goal is this, to, um, to have people grow more, uh, better and more cannabis, more and better cannabis, yeah. And so to do that, um, they need to be responsible for themselves. And the goal, the, I, I've apparently reached the goal um, because a lot of people are growing a lot of cannabis and they're growing better cannabis than they used to in the past. But the, uh, the, the thing is, they've, they've done a real good job of that. And they're also uh, smarter than me. People are, they, they've, Develop because there's so much going on that you can't, you can't, I can't know everything. You know, when I, when I did this book, my first book uh, mm -hmm. in 1983, I could yep. keep track of all the information. It was pretty easy because there wasn't that much information, but now right. there's a heck of a lot more. We've got the internet and man, we need, um, we need more people growing and yeah, that's it. We need more yes. people growing. Yeah. Hundred percent, and I think that's what's so amazing about all these communities popping up on YouTube, on Instagram. Um, you know, everyone here on the Home Grow TV side of things, we have very passionate, enthusiastic home growers 
you know, mostly from North America, but really from around the world. And as we see countries like Thailand pop up um, and all these different changes going around the world, like we're seeing in Germany and different areas, we're seeing more people come online, more people investigate and find things. And most certainly one of the people they're stumbling upon is Jorge Cervantes. And one of the things for me, everyone listening to this, if you've tuned into a podcast, you've listened to a live show or you watch some of our episodes at some point, you would have heard that what revolutionized a lot of our growing techniques or what got us into the game was my stepdad who taught me how to build my first room and how to do all that stuff. All that information was coming from your 2005 Ultimate Grow DVD, right? So that that's what I <laughs> yeah, got to right. watch. The transition, I feel like, from education, because I had the, the books, right? I had a few books and I absolutely loved it. But for me as a learner, or hey, I'm much more visual, right? I'm a video guy. And when that came out, when right, that got placed right. in, into my hands, that totally changed my reality. I watched it over and over and over with, with my roommate, my grow bro, my best buddy at the time. We were studying it. And so what were some of the events that led in the, into that transition from, you know, a lot of the books that you already written at the time into, you know, the first 2005, the ultimate grow DVD. High times had wanted to do videos with me for a long time and it just wasn't the right time. You, you could feel it. Uh, it, it they right. wouldn't be uh, accepted so well. Not everybody had the DVD players. Well, they, they did, but it just, it didn't feel right. I, they've, I've been putting it off for putting off videos for oh, five, six, maybe seven, maybe longer, seven, eight years, you know, quite, quite a while, yeah. but they've been after me. And finally, you know, it, it just uh, uh, came together. I mean, up in, uh, up in BC or well up, that's when I lived in America, but over in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, that's when, oh man, everybody was, uh, they were they were all growing a heck of a lot, you know. I mean, uh, right. There were several factions. Everybody was smuggling across the border. You could buy, you could buy a pound up there, a pound. Well, that's the way you tell you tell weight in Colombia too. Uh, but yep. the way uh, they would they would buy uh, a pound for like two thousand Canadian, which was about twelve fourteen hundred U.S. And you could turn mm-hmm. the same pound for 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 three thousand, like. Uh, in 10 packs, right. 20 packs, you know, pounds. So yep. everybody was growing up there. And man, I had like tons of connections uh, everywhere. I knew a few people, you know. And um, yeah, that's when we decided to do uh, do video, uh, a video up there. And uh, yeah, I did it with, with High Times. Now I'm kind of like uh, not real happy with High Times because they will not let me put my videos that I shot with them, they own them, they own the wow. rights to them, but they will not let me put them on my, um, use them at all, uh, wow. which I think is, re- re- yeah, yeah, that's, well, there's been a complete change of ownership there and everything. Right. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty unpleasant uh, for me. But yeah, yeah, that we shot, um, let's see, that was the indoor video, that's the one that we shot yeah. up in, over in BC. Uh, right. We shot that uh, around in town. Went out. Let's see. Yeah, we went out. No, uh, I can't remember if we went to the island or not, Vancouver Island. But most of the video, or I mean, a good part of the video, when we built the grow room, that was in this old bank building that um, I forget who owned it. Some, one of the growers bought it, and. Yeah. Uh, it was right downtown on East Hastings, Lower Hastings, they called it. It was right across mm-hmm. the street from Mark Emery's uh, shop. 
And, no way, so that um, is true. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just right across the street. And then, like, the last day of the video, was it the last? I think, yeah, it was the last day. We still had some shooting to do, quite a bit of shooting, actually, several hours. And somebody said, hey, is anybody looked out front, you know, because nobody looked out the window. It's like, there's no reason to, because we were all inside shooting. They said, well, the DEA's over there busting Mark Emery right now. And yeah, and so they had guys like while well, you're filming everywhere. the ultimate, the ultimate yeah, 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 DVD yeah, yeah. on the other side of the street. Yeah, no yeah. way! Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was well, uh, yeah, it, it was happening. Yeah, and there's people right. all over the place. I thought, wow, maybe we should leave. You know, <laughs> so we all yeah. we all left out the back door. Thought that'd be a good idea because you know, and then did any the, know, anyone some, run some into the camera? Think. Did want to film that? Like, did anyone want to take a camera to that at any moment, or everyone just like let's hightail it out of there no, because that'd be it's a just dumb not a good idea, situation? Dumb idea. That's called no. That fucking that's called evidence. Evidence is what right. that's called. They can subpoena that stuff. No, no, wrong, wrong. You know, it's right. not got you, uh, got you. That, uh, different times. You know, you don't do that. Yeah, you just get the hell out of there. Sometimes it's just time to leave. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but some of the guys we, I, I mean, uh, there's. There was people involved there that that we'd filmed at their gardens earlier and stuff, you know. Uh, but it wasn't me that that it wasn't me. Uh, it wasn't uh, because of me that they got arrested or anything. It was because uh, other things happened that were out of my control. Yeah, but right. that yeah that did happen. And then we had to we had to finish up a couple days later after they left. Yeah. What was it like filming compared to the first one in Canada and Vancouver to the second one when you guys were, when you went to Spain? What was the difference like culturally or moving around? Because I know you went to several locations in Spain as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spain was a lot different. You know, I mean, here, here it's, um, well, most everything we did more outdoor stuff here because that was real common. And it wasn't as developed here. The cannabis world wasn't as developed. Right. I mean, we're right across the, the Strait of Gibraltar from from uh, Morocco, right? So we yep. get this killer Moroccan hash all the time. And uh, back then, that's when in well, yeah, indoor growing had just started. The the revista. Well, you can see see that. Let's see here. You can see there. There's one. Yep. That's uh, Cañamo magazine. Cañamo it means yes. uh, hemp magazine. Also big in Colombia here as well. Yeah, they're here at a lot of events. Yeah, as yeah, well yeah. Cano Colombia and, and Mexico. They've got uh, several of them out. But um, uh, yeah, we uh, uh, that's when Cano had just started. Um, they were gone a few, a, a, a few years, and um, the big thing was to make the transition from hash to cannabis. Because gotcha. so many, everybody was smoking hash all the time. You go down to the to your dealer and you get a bayota, which is means acorn, right? And it's about ten mm-hmm. grams that much. And so you would yeah. get uh, a bayota, and bayota would be culero. Um, usually, it's like butt hash. You know, you swallow yeah. it. <laughs> that was it's like the top of the line hash, really, because you swallow yeah. you swallow this. You can put about a bit over a kilo in your stomach and it comes up to maybe right here. It depends on how much, how, how much you weigh. And then you can put 200 grams up your butt uh, <laughs> as well. Yeah. Wow. But uh, it, it was hard to make that transition because 
the culero, or well, the, 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 the hash was really, really good. And he, and it was at a real good price, you know. So the cannabis, yeah. it costs more than the, than, the, than, the, than the hash. And so it was really hard to make people pay more. And then later the price came down and they were at parity. And now, now people prefer the cannabis over the, the, the imported hash. Uh, in general so that was a big kind of it took a few years to overcome that um we had you know seeds from netherlands and stuff but that was yeah that was like 20 years ago early on before many people moved down here so it was kind of a kind of a novelty we shot a bunch of stuff around town here uh around town barcelona and then then we went over to the the Basque country as well and shot a lot of stuff over there. In fact, I was just looking at, let me see. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we shot a lot of stuff over there in the Basque country because, well, they're they're really good growers. Um, Yeah, really good growers in the Basque country, real real solid, real solid guys. Um, Got quite a few friends over there. Uh, but it, it was completely, completely different. Not, not nearly as sophisticated as BC was back then. Yeah. But now things have come up to the level. It's quite sophisticated here. Is there a lot more indoor going on now in uh, in Spain? <clears throat> yeah, there's quite a bit of it actually uh, going on. Uh, but it's not. It's not a, a lot of mafia action here. Um, Got you. A heck of a lot of mafia. People move over from uh, one of the big mafias now is uh, from Albania. Uh, they've been oh, around wow. for quite some time. And it, well, if you want to see stuff, uh, go to YouTube and you look mm-hmm. up Guardia Civil uh, Cannabis. <sighs> Guardia Civil Cannabis. And you, yeah. you, you, can, you can see it. You know, uh, yeah, you can see the busts that are happening. Uh, those right. are current. Most of the time they steal the electricity, which is, is not good. And then they, yeah. and since they steal the electricity, they use inefficient lights as well. The old HPS and, and allied stuff. Huh? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't want to spend the extra money. And then also one of the other things about the illegal growth here, uh, mafia growth. I mean, there's the illegal ones, but the mafia ones really, um, is that they they import the labor and they exploit the labor mm. uh, severely, so that's that's wow. pretty unpleasant. Um, yeah. yeah. So know? another good but reason to be of, to be growing your own, huh? Another good reason for everyone listening in different places, no matter what. It's probably a good decision to be growing your own mes- medicine from home. Yes, yeah, and and it's actually it, it's tolerated here. It's not legal, but it's tolerated. We've got um, uh, social clubs; they call them. And you can mm-hmm. you can go there and give them a donation, and they will give you a token of their their appreciation. Uh, what a cool system! You know, everything yeah, seems what, to run with round numbers. You know, like grams and right. ten euros, uh, like that. <laughs> That's awesome! I can't wait to go to go scope that out. But or to transition this conversation a little bit onto the growing side, because again, so many of our, our people tuning in right now are growers, home growers, and very enthusiastic and passionate about this amazing plant that that we're growing from home. One of the quotes that I also really liked from you, Jorge, in, in one of the past podcasts that I've heard you on was something that you quoted actually from from Einstein. It was like that we don't have to remember; we just have to look up. 
So what's something yeah. like one of the one of the grow practices that you think us home growers should be looking up more often? Something that maybe that is overlooked or that we're forgetting about that is actually really important. Oh man, everything. Um, the well, the basic stuff, the basic stuff. Because beautiful people, right? There, there's so many. Like uh, I got this this concept. It's really simple. It's called lawns. L a w n s. It only works yep. in English. It doesn't work in other languages. I still am looking for acronyms for other languages. Um, but lawns is it's light, air, water, nutrients, and soil or substrate. Those five things. You got to yep. control each one of those and control them the best that you can. The uh, a lot of a lot of thing. A lot of times people are are well they uh, they they're afraid to make mistakes. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, one of the biggest problems I think people have is 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 watering um okay yeah because it's it's one of the things you can do uh that's that's free and you're actively doing something you're taking a liquid and putting it on the soil or the substrate and yeah. that that may sound good but you know the the main thing to read is the plant and learn how to read the plant and see how the how how it reacts and look for little differences and i i like to take oh my dog here but i like to use a mobile phone and yeah. uh you know you take pictures with your phone and then you can you can tell how how fast your plants growing or plants are growing um right other things i don't know i mean there's so many things to look up i mean you you think a guy that writes specific? books no, and it's amazing. And actually, what, any, before I get to this next question, is there anything maybe that you had in these original things that I had seen coming into the game and in the Ultimate Grow DVD? Is there any lessons that you taught that maybe have changed or that you would teach differently now with the, some of the science or stuff? Like, anything major that, that would have changed? Or is really it's just the basics? And I love your last answer on that. The, the basics are the most important to me. And I think so many people forget that. See, I mean, this yeah. cannabis, it's, it's, it's older than, than we are. It's, it's, it's as old as roses are, you know, it's one of the first plants available or, or that yeah. was, uh, that, that grew, you know, that photosynthesized and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that's the information or, well, what it takes to grow that plant hasn't changed very much and you know the information about it we've got more information yeah but the plant itself really hasn't changed people right. come up with a lot of new names and they say a lot of stuff but it, it really hasn't changed uh, yeah. the things that have changed is how we can study the plant and i'm really into science i i prefer science over bullshit any day yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you so many people come up and say, well, you know, only I can breed this plant because I'm the, you know, I know these special things. I go, well, what do you know? And they said, well, special stuff. I said, well, what do you mean special stuff? They said, well, if you knew, then, then it wouldn't be special. I thought, well, maybe you don't know anything. Maybe you're just making stuff up. And I right. call bullshit on a lot of people. Um, yeah. Like, gosh, they just make stuff up. And if you can't yeah. prove it, then it's not true. As far as I'm concerned, right. uh, you have to yeah. be able to prove it. Uh, there, there's empirical observation. You can, you can 
say, well, this happened like five times in a row. Therefore, it's probably true. Um, mm-hmm. But you've got you've to be able to prove stuff. That transitions great into this next question because talking about where to, where's a good place to start to find this information. There's so many people day by day, Jorge, as you know, as countries turn over like Thailand, as states go over in the states that are starting to grow or starting to turn to this medicinal plant. Out of you know, you've written over fifty books. You've you've done you know countless of articles online. You have millions of views on 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 different videos online. Where's a good first place for new growers to start with all this stuff that you've already put out for them to start learning from something that you. You've put out Jorge. Oh well, it's something that I put up. There's, uh, I've done a free book. It's called uh, "We Grow Cannabis," and it's yep. a PDF, and uh, it's a hundred page, hundred pages. I don't have a copy here. Maybe I've got one on my phone. Perfect. Um, I'll make sure we link that in as well, and that might even yeah. lead into what you're work, what you're working on to now, what's coming. But I will make sure we link everything in the description, guys, on both the podcast on the YouTube side for this free okay. PDF, so you guys can actually dive through it for new growers. You can check it out and everything as well. Hurry, we got it coming up on the screen, and we got this beautiful, you know, we got some okay. production behind this baby here today as well. Okay. So we're backing everything up visually okay. with with what you're saying. Um, but but maybe that transitions um, oh. well into into what you got coming as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, the the thing is, see, I I was gonna I I rewrote this book here. This one, might yep. have seen this one before. Oof. Okay, Dude, that is so my favorite. That's the best coffee table book yeah. around. Yeah, yes. it's 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 done real well. Sold over a million copies. This one, but the thing is, uh, I went I I rewrote it during the COVID uh, lockdown. You know, and here in Spain, it was pretty heavy. You know, the COVID thing. So it kept me busy. I had something to do. And then I went to print it. And then when I went to print it, I I learned that, well, it costs more than I wanted to pay to print it. And it would cost, take me a couple of years at least to get the money back out of it. So I I thought that was a dumb idea. So I decided to make it uh, digital. And that's when I started uh, looking into that. And I took on like an employee, uh, Marcelo. And he's the technical and he's really good, but he didn't have the sales ability. So that's when I made a, a partner with uh, Stefan Meyer and oh, awesome. he's um, a Swiss guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then we, we came up with the concept of this, the free book. We do the free book first. So uh, we grow cannabis and it's also straight away. We translate it to Spanish, uh, Cultivamos Cannabis. And so it's also available in in Spanish language as well. And then 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 the next thing is I already had this book here, this Cannabis Encyclopedia. I had this one already translated. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's like 600 pages, big-ass book. But I I miss the mark with this because it weighs too much. It weighs uh, like almost two kilos, right? So that's too much to ship, and, and, and then it costs too much. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Spanish edition, um, I never printed it because it just it, it, we lost money. Um, right. So what what I what we did is we we started uh, putting that one up on the on my internet site, uh, marijuanagrowing.com. And when we started with that one, we also did the English one, and we've got like eleven chapters up so far. It, it takes a while to put all this stuff up. Each photo has got to be done individually. Everything's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's also expensive to do. It's a lot of information so, uh, you're, you're putting up and collected over the years. Like, and, and you've done that very well. So 
I can imagine. Yeah. Um, it's all real, uh, uh, well-researched information. It's well-written. Uh, you know, you read a sentence, you learn something. It's not like fluff. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I get, I get frustrated when I read, uh, lightweight material. It, oh, it just, so I, many I don't have online. my time to wait, uh, yeah. to waste. Yeah. And well, there's a lot of, lot of stuff. And now we got chat GPT and, and yeah. there's like, uh, even better ones to that, you know, yeah. that they're uh, GPT five already. And there was three and the, now there's already five. Um, yeah. So we're going to see a lot of new information generated, but a lot of it's like copied, copied stuff. It's just copied from right. other people and, and it's not really uh, well done, you know? Right. So uh, we got good information. Where's some other great places right now? I mean, your YouTube is awesome. Your Instagram's badass. But where's some good places right now to be able to go and continue active, actively learning um, from some of your content that you're putting out online? Oh, boy. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, normally I don't deal with all that stuff. Um, let's see. Well, I've got my two sites. There's Jorge-Cervantes.com. And then there's MarijuanaGrowing.com. Marijuana with a J rather than an H. Or a G, they, yep. the Mexicans, I love Mexicans, they spell it with a G, marijuana. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. um, those two places also, my YouTube, uh, my YouTube's a little bit dated, but not bad, uh, not bad at all. And we're, I'm putting up um, more interviews and, and different things there. Also, you know, the other, the social media sites you mentioned, the Instagram and the Facebook. Facebook, yep. um, oh, we had troubles with those guys, you know, they're, they, they have those bots and things um, yeah. and they come around and they, they make decisions and they're unpleasant decisions. It's tricky <laughs> but, times um, for sure. Yeah. Those, those are the, uh, the places that I have. And the biggest place I would go is I would, I would just get your hands dirty and start making, you know, trying as many things as possible and growing as many plants as you can legally do. Uh, and it's okay to kill some plants. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, you know, you can always plant more. Uh, that's, that's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I, the, the main thing is to get yeah. your hands dirty and uh, literally try stuff, try stuff. And not listen to too many people, because especially ones that really haven't grown or unsuccessful people. If they're uh, unsuccessful or if they talk about hearsay, well, I heard you're supposed to do that. And, they, and especially people, they talk a lot. Don't listen yep. to those guys. They talk yes. too much. Uh, <laughs> well said yeah no doubt oh my god i love your videos and it's always good they're entertaining especially the skits or i don't even know if they were skits but just the entrances that you had for each segment on the ultimate grow dvds like when you're pulling up on the tractor and number two you know what i mean this like <laughs> everything was just so good they're entertaining they're genuine and they're very yeah. informative so i'll make sure everything's linked to that and show that and Jorge, I, I make sure i know you've had such a long day it's it's late over there so i'm gonna make sure we respect your time over there we have so many more questions we want to ask and who knows maybe we link up again one day here in the future maybe we find each other at an event and do this in person but is that cool with you if i at least give you one of the fan questions i i asked our, sure, our community sure. here yeah, some you questions give me a couple yeah okay. yeah i mean well, we started i was a little bit tired i'm more more wound up now i 
kind of yeah it was <laughs> passion gets spacey. the energy going huh once once we start talking yeah, about the things yeah, that make definitely. us passionate it just the energy starts flowing and so i'll make I'll, i'm just gonna throw a few up here for you and this one you've been asked so many times but there's again new growers coming into the space every time that haven't heard this one yet so i'm gonna add something on to it and that is what's your favorite classic strain okay and then what is your favorite new strain that might have been coming over the last little few years or launched in the last bit boy um it's kind of like the strain thing there's a lot of like stuff out there i was i was a judge at, at and and i'm not going to be a judge anymore so uh, if anybody out there is listening uh don't ask me to be a judge it's just way gotcha. too much work um but uh uh yeah i mean i i was a judge at a uh, for a local fair here and sativa flower judge Everything smelled mm-hmm. like Kush. You know, there's, right. uh, I've got some uh, kind of like an ax to grind on this. Uh, there's, there's like popular things that, that people tend to like. And Kush mm-hmm. is, it, it, it dominates stuff. The gene pool is really limited now. Um, right. It's, it's, it's quite limited. And to me, there's only a dozen, maybe as many as 20 different varieties, cultivars or strains also they're called, um, out there. And there's really minor yeah. deviations from all of those. Uh, there really right. is. And most people are, uh, quote unquote breeders that can't prove things are, are talking about, you know, pheno hunting. Well, that's, that's great. But there's an infinite number of phenotypes out there. I'd be more concerned with chemotypes. They're a lot more right. difficult to to uh, develop, and it takes some actual know-how to to do that uh, to develop mm-hmm. those. Uh, and I think we're going to see uh, a lot of people just uh, quote unquote breeders fall off the map because science has taken over. Um, you know, it 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 really is. Uh, right. The the phenotypes, the pheno honey, and the phenotypes, they work okay for backyard growers, which is which is okay. But when you get out into like say five hectares or or say ten twelve acres, uh, yeah, you have to grow grow with seed, and that seed's got to be consistent. So you're going to mm-hmm. get way better better results with with seed um yeah and for backyard growers i've got the one the the variety i go to consistently is the northern lights uh five times haze uh which is a real good one um you know and i i know the origin of stuff uh but it's a consistent one it always comes from the same place and you think about the other you know you could have 10 companies selling the same quote unquote strain and it's they're all different there there's nothing right. homogeneous about any of those and so that's that's a major fallacy um right. yeah i mean it just doesn't doesn't work and it's it's bothered me for years and finally you know i've decided not to be a cheerleader and i've decided to tell the truth and only the truth uh yeah because yeah, there's well i i have to it's, it's just yeah it's what, what, what are good. some breeders or what are some breeders, seed banks or people that are pushing that mission forward? Or you feel like that are in line with, with those concerns of yours? 
Yeah, there's several people. The uh, there's those guys at Trilogy. Those they've done they've done well. Um, there's uh, oh man, uh, the guys over there. Most of them are agricultural. Uh, they've gotcha. done things. Uh, oh, so those guys over in Oregon that that have uh, Oregon CBD. I think that's it. Oregon CBD. They've done yeah. well. Um, mo- yeah, in- anybody that's science based. Another company out of Switzerland, uh, uh, Pure Gene, has done very well. Uh, but you know, everybody works there has all got uh, PhD degrees in uh, breeding. You know, that's so cool. Uh, they're well, yeah. yeah, they're well educated. You know, I mean, me, I mean, I, I'm come from the street. I come from you know, like hard times and and tough guys and everything. So right. I'm I'm really impressed with with what these guys can do because, uh, you know, their their ego seems to be tied to science. Uh, right. And you talk to them, and they can show you everything. They can prove everything they say. And that's yeah. uh, impressive to me. Uh, and they don't call breeding yeah. an art; they call it an, a science, you know. And that's they're cool. they're current with today's today's stuff, uh, today's uh, uh, well science rather than working from stuff from well. So many breeders uh, in in the home growth space that that totally. do the phenotype, they're they're uh, well they're using ta- basically. Uh, techniques from the 1930s to the night to the mid 60s mid 1960s gotcha and gotcha you know lot lots happened since then one of the things that i guess in that kind of era that maybe wasn't normal and this is leading to our next question here from ewan deus and that is uh i guess ruderalis is what we refer to back then now this autoflower uprising what's your opinion on this whole uprising of autoflowers popularity of it and we're seeing them all over the place that's a real good question. I'll, I'll tell you, I was uh, pretty, I, you know, I was poo-pooing those guys, the autoflowers. <laughs> I thought oh, they sure, were, yeah. were really not a big deal. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember, well, Neville had them. You know, Neville Schoenmacher, he's not with us anymore, but he started the seed bank. On his, uh, the cover of one of his catalogs, that I actually, I helped him distribute that in America. Uh, got him the printer and everything, yeah. And uh, but he had a ruderalis on the cover of his his um, his seed catalog, and that that came from Hungary. And then another guy, uh, Sasha, Sasha, the joint doctor, is his, his first name Sasha. He's uh, yep. he's uh, comes from Poland, or his parentesco, or his heritage comes from Poland, and he gotcha. got. He he got a, a oh seeds from in front of his. He went over to visit his grandparents in Poland, and they had uh, cannabis plants growing in his front. The autoflowering cannabis gr- growing in the front yard. So he took some yeah. seeds from it, and went back to Montreal or close to Montreal where he lives, and started growing them. And he was the one that started the uh, what was it? Lowrider, Lowrider, oh, and gotcha. they yeah. developed it after that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, he was here at the fair here in in Barcelona. I saw him briefly. Didn't we were yeah, both busy Spanibus. all the time? Uh, yeah, it's Spanibus, exactly. And um, uh, anyway, uh, he developed that. And see, I just didn't realize what a big deal it is. 
um, because for agriculture, it's the only plant that they really want to grow because you can mm-hmm. set your time. You can, you can look at your watch and say, this is going to, this, this plant's going to be ready in, in 92 days uh, for right. a specific variety. And regardless of the weather, that plant will be ready in 92 days. And for a farmer, that's really important. And then mm-hmm. uh, other stuff I've just learned on and on about this one. Um, uh, there's a guy actually from my hometown, Ontario, Oregon. His name's yep. uh, uh, Clinton Shock. He's actually got a, he's a doctor, got a doctorate's degree. He's been breeding his whole life, and he's Professor Emeritus at at Oregon State University. Um, he's the one they contact when they want to know anything about cannabis. But he's he's like I'm 69, and he's like I don't know 75, 76. And going 100 miles an hour. Well, I went to visit him uh, last summer, and he's working yeah. exclusively with uh, auto flowering plant. And the reason mm-hmm. is for what I just said. He says, like, yeah, they can they come ripe, and you can you can uh, you can harvest them. You know what day you're going to harvest them. You can plant the next day. There's there's all these great reasons. But yeah, some, most people don't know. There's only a couple of genes that are responsible for the auto flowering function right Right. so yeah that's it so you can cross any other plant you can cross any like a sativa or 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 an indica type plant uh uh, and you can cross that with the uh the ruderalis plant cannabis ruderalis and a portion of those well you have to work it up is what they call it but you have to work it up but uh that uh that plant will be um auto flowering you know you can get a whole right. line of those it'll be auto flowering so i've got, in fact in the there's a picture of of uh uh plant in the uh the the book uh, we grow cannabis um with yeah. some of the auto flowers that he does but here's here's a clue for a for a lot of breeders uh he's i ask him i said clint how, how do you spend uh budget what's what's your budget you know i mean I don't want to know how much the money you spend. I want to know what percentage you spend on different things. And he mm-hmm. says, well, I think I spend like 90, about 94% on uh, testing, scientific tests. Wow. That's yeah. not fertilizers. That's not, you know, advertising. That's right. only testing. And I saw this guy in four years. I've known him. Well, no, it's now five years I've known him. But I've, I saw him in four years progress faster than most people have well than everybody else i know has in a lifetime you know wow because why right. because he tests stuff and he's and he tests stuff yeah but right. I, and that could be yeah, everything from like guy. lab tests on the cannabinoid side terpenes or even just research and development on the testing side or having budgets uh, to yeah, be able gen- to facilitate spe- specifically genetic testing uh, got you to find wow. out what's 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 consistent yeah specifically that and uh you know there i mean see you look at cannabis there's a ton of stuff that needs to be done uh one of the things that needs to be done is well gosh it needs to be more more pest and disease resistant the, yes, the branches yeah. need to be stronger the flowers are too heavy they fall yeah they're too yeah. labor intensive to to make them into a good crop uh, it could be drought tolerant, you know, sativa type plants are, are, they have a huge root system and the, yeah. the, the other ones, the indica type, uh, 
the Kush type, they have Afghani type, they have a smaller root system. You know, that can be changed around. You can put the big root system on the small plant and it'll be uh, drought resistant. There's, there's tons of stuff that really needs to be done that, that really hasn't been done so far. And gotcha. I'm looking forward to it. And then also, as far as potency goes, my God, there's, there's way more things that can be done in consistency and, and plants. Tons more, tons more. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. That's awesome. Jorge, thank you so much. You didn't have to take that extra time to jump into those community questions, but I know the community is absolutely going to love it, support it. Um, honestly, dude, again, it's an honor. I really hope one day soon that we can do this in person. I know we both hit events a lot. I know at some point we'll end up crossing paths and we'll end up getting a little clip together. Um, again, dude, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to throw to any of the viewers or listeners just before we sign off? Um, not that I can think of straight away, um, just grow more, grow more, do your own, be responsible for your own decisions and, um, yeah, do your homework, um, question everything, uh, you know, the same stuff that you would normally do. Um, well, not always do, but yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, you know, very, very happy to be here. Um, that's about it. I can't think of a ton awesome. of stuff to say. You said yeah. it best, brother. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in on Hunger TV. We'll see you guys next week on one of our podcasts or hopefully a seat to harvest. Talk soon, guys.